This is the Becoming a Better Man podcast, where men come to get over themselves so they can get to the next level for their health, wealth, and relationships in ways we never thought possible before, doing it together as one. going on guys welcome back to another episode of the becoming a better man podcast i'm your host dr jason wright physical therapist in this week's episode i want to reach out to uh, a topic that i'm not well i'll put it this way i'm not skilled or studied in aside from having read the book uh, experienced it firsthand and also studied up on some other uh, interrelated topics i think uh, when it comes to the love languages guys and how we communicate with our ladies and how they communicate with us and how we're supposed to coexist and co-mingle and all those sorts of things when it comes to introducing two very different people into the same habitat right and especially for life (laughs) if it's going to be for life um what i'm talking about here is i've got a some of my guys in the uh, 21 Day Becoming a Better Man Breakthrough Facebook group that I've gotten for the guys who have purchased the course uh, in that little community there uh, several weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago now, I'd reached out to them and said, hey, guys, what topics um, what do you think I should cover on upcoming episodes? So this week, I'm taking a little break from the um, building you know, habits for life topic and I'm going more in the direction of wanting to address this that I realized that I told this guy I would cover this episode on and I've totally dropped the ball. So I want to hold my hand up right now and say, you know what, that's on me and I'm not going to leave him hanging. So um, I want to talk a little bit about the the love languages topic. I'm not going to go too far in depth because honestly, I'm, I'm doing this kind of impromptu on a, a late night just getting done having dinner and went a little overboard guys. I tried to balance things out too hard and uh, had a little early birthday cake and to me a piece of carrot cake later, here I am just trying to talk into a microphone. So um, I want to talk about this, but also want to preface it with, look, I'm no expert on love languages or relationships or anything of that nature. I'm not well studied. All I've got are lived experiences and life lessons that have been learned the hard way. But I, I do have experience. I've listened to the Five Love Languages book. Um, uh, I'm going to have to double check the, uh, you know what? I'm going to pull it up right now, the author of that book. Because I, I don't want to reference the book without giving him credit. Um, I think Chapman is his last name. I'm going to pull it up right now in real time. Oh, man, I got all... Guys, if you don't have Audible, um, that monthly subscription for listening to audiobooks, I highly recommend it. Oh, wow. One of the books that I have uh, purchased somehow got switched over to Espanol. There we go. Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman, I believe he's a pastor, 
Um, but the five love languages, the secret to love that lasts by Gary Chapman. Guys, I recommend you, you at least check it out. I don't fully agree with all of it hundred percent, but the basic premise I really do, um, agree with just from lived experience. So one of the big ways that he approaches the five love languages is essentially saying that, and again, this is me paraphrasing all this, is that the the best way to building a love that lasts and avoiding um, kind of irreparable damage, really being able to salvage a relationship at any point is to understand these five love languages. And um, I know there's like physical touch, there's um, acts of service, there's, um, see, this is how impromptu I'm doing this right now. I don't even know what all five of them are off the top of my my head, but I know there's yeah, quality time, acts of service, physical touch. Um, what are these other ones? Hold on. Guys, I'm going to look this up right now. Uh, the five life languages. Okay. We'll see what we got here. Okay, all right. So it's words of affirmation, quality time, giving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And, um, oh no, I take that back. He's a counselor. Um, he's not a pastor. That's that's my mistake. I don't know why I took that away from when I listened to him narrating in the audio book. But um, basically it all comes down to his theory that people tend to naturally give love in the way that they prefer to receive it. Okay, so basically meaning that like, if you're a, a physical touch and a giving gifts type of dude, right? Like you like getting stuff and you like physical touch, and that could be in any form, then you're automatically assuming that your partner loves in the same way. So they want those two things. But the issue is there's a miscommunication because it's very rare that they have the same two, quote, love languages, right? It's, it's often kind of goes in twos is what they kind of theorize here. So, or maybe it's this, right? Maybe it's for you, it's words of affirmation and maybe it's um, acts of service, right? So you like it when she praises you or you like it when she will, you know, do kind gestures for you, kind of go out of your way or go out of her way to do something sweet. And so you think, right, just naturally, because I, and I do think there's some truth to this. We only know what we know, right? And if we know the way that we feel loved most is also going the way that we feel comfortable giving love the most because everyone must think like us, right? That's how we, we operate just from a baseline status. So here's, the, here's where you run into the trouble is... We think that because that's how we are, that that's how they'll also find meaning in it as well. And it, it just doesn't work that way. All right. How many times have you done something that you thought was nice, in your opinion, for your partner? And then you're sitting there trying to figure out why the, why'd she get upset about that? <laughs> why, what did I do wrong? What, what's she talking about? That's because maybe her love languages were... Um, you know, quality time and giving gifts. 
right? So she feels more loved when you dedicate time with her in your schedule and send her things, like send her flowers at work. Surprise her with a surprise gift, just because. Right? So you see how there can be a clash of interests when it comes to differing love languages. So a lot of what my takeaway was, again, three, three years ago, four years ago almost, when I listened to that book, it made a lot of sense. <coughs> Excuse me, it made a lot of sense at the time. But I think having gone through some dating scenarios and relationships since then, I think maybe it's better suited with the perspective I have now. Right? And, um, well, tell you what, let me just, we're going to take a quick ad break right now. I'm going to come back, I'm going to tell you what my takeaway was from the book initially. And then now, what I think, um, Maybe a, maybe a better way, just in my opinion, based on my experience, would be to handle the love languages approach to deepening your connection in your relationship, um, better understanding your next relationship, or maybe trying to work on the existing one that you've got that might not be going so hot right now, all right? All right, guys, so we're talking about the love languages, so if you're just now tuning in, or if you got, you got distracted, whatever. So we're talking about Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages, Building a Love That Lasts. And he's, in that book, he talks about how we're one or two of five main love languages in terms of how we best feel loved, okay? There's words of affirmation, there's quality time, there's giving gifts, there's acts of service, and physical touch. And so... His theory in this book is that if we tend to love most in two of these ways, that's also going to be the same two ways that we choose to love our partners, right? Just instinctively. But the real issue, what he talks about in this book, and what I was kind of alluding to before the commercial break, was that my takeaway when I first heard this book a few years ago was that you know, it's it's vitally important to understand your partner's love language, right? If your relationship's going to work, if your love's going to deepen, if you're going to salvage something that might be just heading steeply towards the cliff, is to just focus on your partner's love language, and then you'll be able to to salvage that that course correction that you're heading towards, or you'll be able to deepen that already great love that you got going on right now with your partner. And to to a degree, there's some truth to that, right? Like you have to pay attention to it, otherwise you're just gonna, you're you're going to be find yourself single uh, much faster than you would like. But I think it's and he may uh, allude to this in the book. It just wasn't my big takeaway. Now four, three, four years later, now looking back at it. When I listened to it, I didn't get the takeaway of, you know, hey, it's really important to understand your own self first. And and I think there's a lot of guys that get caught up in that trap because I know I've been caught up in it. You know, you just focus so much on the problem and f- trying to find a solution. You think that the best way to go about it is to 
solve the problem on the person's end who seems to be the most dissatisfied. And, and that's usually, you know, in terms of your girlfriend, your wife, whatever. And you just totally bypass, just jump over the whole step one process of, well, what, how do I feel? What do I feel about this? Why is it this way to me? Why am I having a disconnect with her? What's my feeling about what steps need to be taken to correct it, right? Am I just doing it to put out the fire? Or am I doing it to understand what started the fire in the first place? That's a key difference, fellas. If you're just trying to do stuff to grasp at straws just to stop the fire from burning, then you're going to miss out on the point of what caused it in the first place. Because do you want to just keep putting them out? Or do you want to stop them from starting? I apologize if you hear me walking across this area rug right now. But understand yourself. So yes, it is important to understand your partner's love languages and to communicate to them in ways to show them love in ways that they best understand, right? Because it'll totally go over their head that you're making an act of, you know, reaching out, kind of turning towards that person and say, hey, like, I'm, I'm acknowledging you. I'm trying to appreciate you right now. And you don't seem to, to like it. How many times have you said that or thought that? Well, 99.9% of the time, there's a good chance that you're not seeing how to best communicate that to your partner. Right? Again, she's probably looking for quality time or acts of service or words of affirmation. And you're trying to focus on physical touch and, you know, giving gifts. Because those might be the two that mean the most to you. That's how you feel loved, but it's not how she does, man. And the sooner you start to see that shift in... All right, let's identify what she seems to respond best to. Oh, yeah, she she really likes when we do that. She really likes when I make time for her in my schedule. Hmm, okay, quality time. So to her, that might be all it takes. You see what I'm saying? On the flip side, though, if you don't understand yourself... And how you best feel love, you'll never really understand how you're contributing to this problem, to this disconnect or miscommunication. Does that make sense? So I think in in very quick, very crude summary of this really popular and I think best-selling book for a reason is that, yes, without knowing your partner's love languages... You're just going to be trying to swim upstream without a paddle or without a motor. But I also want to, you know, dovetail in with this. You really need to understand yourself, guys. You really need to understand why you express love the way that you do. And that's going to be coming from understanding why and what makes you feel the most loved. Right? What is it that that she does or anyone else does that makes you feel loved and appreciated and valued that you would choose over anything else. And so when you recognize that, then you're going to understand 
when you are loving more in the ways that you feel loved or when you're showing love more in the ways that she feels loved. And if you don't understand how you best feel loved, then how would you expect to communicate that to her if she's failing to, you know, be on the same page? It's not always, it's not always us that's at fault, guys. It's often a two-way street. So, um, having said that, again, quick, crude summary of this topic. But, um, like I said at the start of the episode, I didn't want to let another week go by having dropped the ball on at least touching on this topic. Now, again, I'll, I'll devote some more time to it um, in the future if there's enough of a, of a request. And you guys can always reach out with more uh, requests or just feedback or just sharing stories about how the podcast is impacting you. You can always shoot me an email at becomingabettermanpodcast at gmail.com. Look forward to reading those. Uh, also feel free to follow me on social media if you don't already. Becoming a Better Man, all underscore between every word on Instagram. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing what you guys have to have to say if you're interested in more of this topic, uh, obviously with a little bit more research on my part, having looked it up, but uh, I did want to at least give some input on the topic itself based on my own experiences. So anyway, brother, if you're listening, hope you appreciated this episode uh, and to the rest of you guys, if you found some value in it, really appreciate it. If you'd share it out with your friends, uh, other guys that you might know, they just need to uh, a little place to kind of go and listen to feel understood. Even if it's just talking, you know, my talking into this microphone every week, putting it out there, sometimes it's helpful just to be like, damn, I don't know this dude, but it feels like he understands me. It feels like he gets me. Because I've been in your shoes. I've heard people, I've met people that have been like, damn, you don't know me, but it feels like you do. And that's a really cool feeling. So share out the episode with your friends, share out the podcast with your friends, rate it, subscribe to it, all that stuff that Apple or Spotify or whatever it is you're listening on um, really helps kind of spread the message and puts the podcast in front of more people, right? It, it twerks the alg- algorithm and uh, tweaks it, twerks it, does all that stuff to it and puts it in front of more people uh, just like us that maybe could benefit from hearing it. So appreciate you guys. And if you feel so inclined to support the episode financially, um, month to month, you can sign up for a different tier. Just click the link. Um, it's not automatically going to take your money as soon as you click it. So just click on it. See what option works best for you. If no option works best, then, you know, just say, fuck it. He'll figure it out himself. Uh, he's a grown-ass man. He's made it this far in life. Um, but your support does go a long way towards, you know, being able to carve out the time to make better quality episodes and, uh, and keep pushing out this this content for you guys that's meaningful and helpful. So appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, guys, understand your partner and just as importantly, understand yourself. So till next week, see you guys. So that's it for this episode of Becoming a Better Man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, please post on your social media platforms what your takeaway was from this episode as well as taking a screenshot with the tag becoming a better man. So that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose, trying to become better every day 
for themselves, their communities, and their families.